Hi guys, welcome to another episode of We Don't Watch Movies, featuring me, Kareem. And me, Monzi. Look what's featuring. Woo! <laughs> featuring, we're featured every episode. Every episode, we are the feature. Yes, not the movie, the movie's not the feature. Okay, um, this week we're talking about Heathers. Ooh! Ooh. I don't know why I turned into a ghost woo. <laughs> I wanted, I, huh? I wanted to change it up a bit. I was following your lead. Huh? I wanted to change it up a bit. Ah, yeah, some variety. Variety is the spice of life. Okay, so, uh, as I told you, Monzi, I have read the synopsis to this film. You just read synopses for everything. And, I do. Um, and it's just a shorter, more time-efficient investment uh-huh. of my life to just read the synopsis. I want to tell you about the movie I watched yesterday. What did you watch yesterday? No, not yesterday, the day before. What did you watch? So, <laughs> this is nothing to do with my Heather's but, Um So I was watching Man on a Mission or Knowing Bros or whatever it's called on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this one actor came on and I know him because he played a character on this one drama I've seen. I was like, I like that guy. And they were talking about this movie and he was like, I'm a gangster and my soul gets into this kid, and the kid's like, and then I have to pretend to be him, basically, for the rest of the movie. Oh, that's so cute! And so they were like, the guy, it's like called, like, Inside, or something, I don't know what it's called. Like, oh, let me look up this movie. So I looked it up, and it's called, the English translation is The Dude Inside Me. <laughs> so just take no. a moment to really relish the title. So I watched a movie called The Dude Inside Me, um, and... It's, it is, like, this guy's a gangster, um, and this other, and, the, like, this little, the, not this little kid, this teen kid, like, accidentally falls off a roof trying to grab, like, a shoe for this girl that he likes, because they're all being bullied, and he's like, you'll leave her alone if I stop bullying her, if you all stop bullying her, and they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, she tries to grab the shoe, but he, like, falls on this, on this guy, and they switch souls, and that guy's in a coma for the rest of the movie. And so then it's just, like, these t- this teen kid who is, like, acting like a gangster, basically. Oh um, and just, like, getting into trouble and doing all this stuff. And then he finds out that his friend's mom is his first love. Oh. And that actually that friend is actually his daughter. Oh. So it's, like, it's a real good movie. Um, I highly recommend the dude inside me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this could have been its own little episode, but okay. Noted. We can talk about it next time. It is my turn next time. It is your turn next time. It's a, it was a real good movie. It was yeah. real good. I'd watch it again just to take notes. It's, that's the sign of a real good movie. Um, so Heather's? Yeah, so Heather's. I was going to say my movie next time is either going to be Cruella or the fourth Jurassic Park movie. The fourth Jurassic Park movie? Because we talked about the third one. Yeah, I, talk, I watched Cruella. Um, I like the so yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Have you seen it Just, yet? Because I can say no. that for my movie. Okay, yeah. No, I haven't I'm, seen it. I think I want to talk I about it. I know one that. little spoiler, <laughs> and uh, I was cracking up about it, and I had to show my friends, except Juan, because he doesn't like spoilers. I was like, now that he's gone, I need to tell you exactly what the spoiler is. Um, the spoiler is hysterical. I saw it, too, before it's I watched hysterical. the movie. Um... Yeah. It's so dumb. I'm gonna talk about that movie on my episode. I was like, this is the perfect okay, episode, okay, perfect okay. movie for me to talk about. I'm just gonna rip into it. Anyways, 
Heathers. So, as I was saying, I read the synopsis maybe a few years ago, and but that wasn't what made me remember it. What made me remember it is I then read the musical synopsis, and then I listened to the entire musical soundtrack, and I really enjoyed it. Because I saw someone had done an animatic set to it on Twitter to one of the songs. Um, so, yeah. So I guess you can go first with what do you think happens, and then I'll give like a short blurb of what I think I remember happens. Uh-huh. So. Um, so, I really don't know anything about this movie. Um, I think there are a group of super popular girls, and they're all named Heather. Um, and then, I don't know what happens to one of those girls. She decides that she doesn't actually like them. And she's gonna destroy them or something. I have no idea what this movie is about. Um, and it's the 80s, and it's Winona Ryder. And that one guy who's from those, um, are they, those commercials? Are they State Farm commercials? Um... You know the one where it's like, I'm a raccoon. Oh! Like, doing this thing. It's him? It's him! What's what? his name? I know who you're talking um, about. What's his name? Um, Christian Slater. It's... Isn't that him? I don't think it's State Farm. Who's the... What is... It was like his name, Mayhem. Mayhem commercial. Yeah. Dean Winters is the Mayhem commercial guy. Oh, they look exactly alike. Dean Winters and Christian Slater look exactly alike. Um. Kind of. Kind of? Hold they on. look the same to me. To me, up. they are the same person. Christian Slater with a T or Christian Slater with a D? T. T, 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 T. Like T? Or your T, <laughs> They are not looking alike to me. Wow. Okay, well, to me, they are the same person. Okay. They're old. They're white. They have, like, a weird angular face. Christian Slater doesn't have curly hair, though, and this Dean Winters guy does. This thing I'm looking at hair? You can perm your hair. The face doesn't look similar. He looks like someone else to me. There's another actor this guy looks like, but it's not Christian Slater. Okay, Christian well, Slater has got, like, like a Slater. really um, wider face. It's, like, more k k like an upside-down pentagon. This guy's got, like, a bigger chin. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> maybe Christian Slater is, like, the devil or something. I have no idea what the this movie devil? is. The I devil? The devil himself is in this film. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he's, like, the new guy, and he, like, goes to Bonona Ryder. He's like, why do you hang out with those girls that are all, like, super bitches? And she's like, you're right, new hot guy. Because um, I know there's something about, like, devil powers or something. Not devil powers, but like, um, I don't know. I literally don't know. That's uh -huh. it. That's what I think the movie's about. Okay. 
I think there there are a group a trio of popular girls named Heathers or they're named Heather. One of the Heathers is like the top dog Heather. Okay. I don't know how Winona Ryder gets involved. I know she likes the Christian Slater guy. And I don't know if she gets bullied or if she's new or whatever or something or if she's, like, being slut-shamed or something. But through a series of events that kind of implicate Winona and Christian, one of the Heathers is killed. And what? Yeah. <laughs> so then one of the Heathers dies. And then I don't know if it turns into, like, a popularity kind of thing a la Mean Girls, or if they just keep trying to kill the other Heathers. But, and like the other popular kids too. And I think it's like Winona and Christian are falling in love, but then Christian Slater's character starts growing like more out of control. Um, Cause he's like the misunderstood, like emo whatever guy who is probably actually a, very mentally disturbed and has no empathy for people, but is, like, obsessed with Winona. And I think he starts killing the other girls for her. And then Winona has to be like, wait, I don't think I want this anymore. And then I think he tries to blow up the school. And then she (laughs) kills him. But I might be getting the musical mixed up with the movie. At some parts, but that's like I think that's plot points for at least one or both of them. So it's it's something like that. It's like it's see it's like a dark teen comedy, where yeah. it starts with this dynamic of the two outsiders and the popular kids. One of the popular kids gets killed by this group, and then the power dynamic kind of shifts, and the more the popular kids keep dying, but that it's the guy gets like out of control. So now it's mm-hmm. like he's actually the antagonist. So because I think Winona like breaks up with him or something because she's like, I don't like you. So I think that's the plot from what I'm remembering, from what I've read. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I think. Shall we watch the trailer? I did find one. Did you want me to send it yes, to you? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Please, Mozzie, please. Please, I need it. There you go. Thank you. Alrighty. Um, oh, it started. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, go. I already pressed. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Was she wearing a monocle? I love that they're all wearing... Like, these suit jacket things. That's, like, iconic thing about the Heathers. She's a Veronica. I didn't really like your friend. He looks crazy. Yeah. Okay. Of the killer classic. Oh, my God. She's 100% dead. I like how she was wearing ballet shoes. Why? I don't know. Her teen angst has a body count. What are the teachers doing about this? Nothing. It was the 80s. I guess. He loves his dead gay son. (laughs) Did he say that? Yes, he did. 
Yeah, he's super crazy. She's so pretty. Winona Ryder? Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's so cute. Oh my god. She's so cute. Yeah, she's so, so pretty. Cute. I was like, ugh. Just enjoying looking at her. Yeah. Even like in Stranger Things, she's still like She so is, gorgeous. yeah. I love her. She's just. She's got like the perfect look. Yeah. I really want to see that other movie she's in with. Was it Keanu Reeves or someone? Oh, I want to see that too. Where they're both like. They're like single guests. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. They're pretending like, to be a couple. I'm like, this this hits every everything. These are two of my most favorite middle aged people right now. They're both so attractive. <laughs> she brings this like, she reminds me a little bit of Joan Cusack. I think in her older age. Joan Cusack. Yeah, they give me similar so energy. Funny because Joan Cusack has never headlined anything. She was in. <laughs> she was the mom in Ice Princess, actually. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So she's not okay. Great. She's never been a protagonist in any film. Is all I'm saying. She was the. She was the voice of Abby Duckling in Chicken Little. <laughs> That's true. She was the voice of Abby Abby Duckling in Chicken Little. Has she really never been a lead actress? Justice for Joe. No, she's always she like. Well. Su- supporting role. She's always also like a supporting roles in all of John Cusack's films. Oh. I I think she deserves more than that. Oh, she's Jessie. Yeah. That was right. I was like, there's another animated character that I've heard her for the first time, and that was Jessie. Jessie in... Toy Story. Yeah, Isn't she's she? also Jessie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want her to... I want her to have... Someone give Green, her a lead Kareen, you and I are gonna write a movie for John Joan Cusack, okay? <laughs> We're writing it for Joan. <coughs> Doing it for Joan. I think she's a good actress. I don't know. I love Joan Cusack. Yeah, yeah I, I love her. I think she's great. Yeah, I, think she's I love a everything totally, about her. She's fun. She has like she reminds me of Winona, and Winona reminds me of her because they both have like this slightly manic kind of acting style yeah 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 it's like this kind of frenetic energy thing but i really like Uh seeing it um Uh it's it's just fun and cute it's like um why people like woody allen but like in non-problematic people (laughs) you know that kind of like fast talking rambly kind of style but there's still a lot of like Uh empathy and warmth in there and i'm like yeah I want, we should make a movie with both of them and they play lovers and they're, they're just wives and there's no conflict around their relationship. They're just wives and they go on like, maybe they go on a space adventure or something or like something happens. Or maybe it's like a middle-aged lesbian rom-com where it is a meet cute and it's like useless lesbian stereotype where they're like, I wish I had a girlfriend and wow. And I was like, oh, me too. And they like stare lovingly into each other and they're like, all right, well, I have to go. And they like, you you know, (laughs) and then they end up, they like, Mm -hmm. there's so many, I I want both of them in a movie together. Wow. We're going to make this happen. They're either going to play sisters or lovers. No, or like best friends. Sisters or lovers. I I feel like they could pass as sisters. No, I know, but you started the whole story out with I know. But they're they're not actually related. Sisters, maybe. (laughs) Sisters. Sisters. I just want them in a movie together. Okay, anyways. Mm. 
All right, so this trailer for me has confirmed what I thought was happening and also mm. reminded me of certain songs in the musical that I remembered. So Okay, yeah. certain songs, all right. Yeah, okay, so I guess I shall amend some stuff. So it does seem like... I don't know how she becomes friends with... Has she always been friends? I think that's the thing that has always confused me. It's like, I was never sure if she somehow becomes friends with them or she was always friends with them because she's not a Heather. She's a Veronica, quote, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was confusing, to me at least. Um, and I still don't know. Uh, and, yeah, she meets up with this guy and he starts killing people and she gets into it. And then she regrets it, basically. It seems yeah. like that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, I think And nobody cares. And, um... Yeah. And they killed a poor gay football player, so... Oh, so that part, I, that was where I was like, oh, wait, I remember this. Those two are not actually gay, I think, but they framed the murder to look like a gay suicide... Okay. Um, so Ooh, so they like forged though. suicide notes confessing notes. they were gay for each other. So each that's other. what. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think there's like there's like a song in the musical where it's like my love my gay son or my dead gay son or whatever. Um, but that I think it's revealed that the two fathers actually have feelings for each other. I think that was wow. the twist, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, I and I think Veronica is the friend with the most recently joined Heather. I think they were mm. childhood friends, but then this Heather's personality started changing when she joined the Heathers. And then the second in command, Heather, I don't know. There there's there's all this stuff going on, but Okay. Okay. Daniel Waters. Why does his name sound familiar? I don't know. Hairspray? Ah, okay. Michael Lehman. Yes. All right. Oh, originally, Waters no, wanted Kubrick to direct the film. No, I'm thinking of that other guy. John Waters. I was thinking oh, of John yeah, Waters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. John Waters is probably who I was like, this person reminds me of. But this guy has just done like a few other... Most, he seems mostly to be a writer. Um, yeah, it was written by Daniel Waters, directed by Michael Lehman. Um, which is, this was their film debut for both. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, this was like a set, a contrast for the John Hughes movies, kind of a, in response to them, which makes sense since it was made in the late 80s. Okay. Do you want, you want me to read this? I can read this. Yeah. All right. So in Westerberg High School in Sherwood, Ohio, Veronica Sawyer is part of a popular but feared clique. Click? I always want to pronounce it clique. Click. Click. But why is Don't the, embarrass me. Why is the me. E there? It's a French word. It's, I don't know. Clique. If, if it's... Click. If it's French, then it should be clique. Anyways. Featured click. That also consists this of... This is America! We don't say things the way you think they're supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> That's true. That also consists of three other wealthy and beautiful girls with the same first name. Heather Chandler... Heather... Heather Chandler? I don't know. Heather Duke... Did you say Chandler? That's how I always want to pronounce it! I think Chandler sounds better than Chandler. 
Okay. Okay. Heather, I'm going to mispronounce everything here. Heather Duke. Oh my god. <laughs> Heather McNamara. How- Did you say Heather Duke? Heather Duke, yeah. And Heather McNamara. Oh, do you, do you know Heather Duke? Um, however, do you she- know? Oh my god, do you know Heather Duke? <laughs> Let me tell you about Heather Duke. <laughs> however, she has grown tired of them and longs to return to her old life with her nerdy friends. Veronica becomes fascinated with Jason J.D. Dean, a new student and rebellious outsider, after he fires blanks on Kurt Kelly and Ram Sweeney in response to them bullying him. So that's a gun with blanks that we saw in the trailer. Okay. She later... I can't believe he just brought a gun to school. Oh my god. Yeah. Talk about, like, not aging well. Yeah. Was This probably would have been before Columbine. No, yeah, it's 89. Yeah. I think Columbine's what, 94? I might be wrong. I think it was... 99? 99. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years after. Okay. She later attends a frat party with Chandler, but refuses to have sex with one of the members and vomits on Chandler. In retaliation, Chandler vows to destroy her reputation. Oh, no. This person comes up all the time. I'm going to say Heather. But (laughs) JD arrives at Veronica's house and the two have sex outside. They express. Yeah. They express to each other their mutual hatred of Heather C's tyranny. I guess she's the the top Heather. The top Heather. I will henceforth refer to her as the top Heather. The next morning, Veronica and JD break into the top Heather's house where JD puts drain cleaner in a mug for her, but Veronica dismisses his plan. She mixes orange juice and milk together instead as an attempt Ew, to make her... Ew, disgusting. In an attempt to make her vomit and get revenge. Okay, so she just wants to vom- wants the girl to vomit. Just normal. Yeah. Just normal revenge. Not normal like murder. <laughs> However, JD hands her the mug with the drain cleaner, killing her. Veronica panics, but JD urges her to forge a dramatic suicide note in Chandler's handwriting. The school and community look on her apparent suicide as a tragic decision made by a troubled teenager, making her even more worshipped in death than in life. Duke soon steps into the role of the clique's leader and begins wearing a red scrunchie that had belonged to Heather C. Okay, so that they killed the top Heather, and then that girl that was, like, smiling at it was the second-in-command. McNamara convinces Veronica... I like how the police don't even investigate... Yeah. They're just like, well, she left a suicide note. Classic <laughs> police, never doing anything ever. McNamara convinces Veronica to go with her, Kurt, and Ram on a double date, during which the boys end up drunk and pass out in cow manure. Ew. Gross. The following day, they spread a false rumor about Veronica performing oral sex on them, ruining her reputation. JD proposes that she lure them into the woods and then shoot them with non-fatal bullets. JD Non-fatal. Non-fatal. JD shoots and kills Ram, but Veronica misses Kurt, who runs away. JD chases Kurt back towards Veronica and kills him. JD plants material next to the boys, implying that they were gay, and a note stating the two were lovers participating in a suicide pact. At the funeral, the boys are made into martyrs against homophobia. Although she keeps... (laughs) Although she keeps dating JD, Veronica is increasingly disturbed by his behavior. Martha dumps. You know, people are like, watch out for the red flags. Veronica, yeah. honey. 
Honey, there were so many red flags. There's not even beginning. a flag at this point. When he brought a gun to school, it was like the first, like, stay away. Go away. <laughs> Honestly. Um, Martha Dunstock, a frequent target of bullying, pins a suicide note to her chest and walks into traffic. She survives, but is badly injured and mocked by her peers. Later, McNamara calls a radio show to discuss her depression. The next day, Duke tells the entire school about the radio call. McNamara attempts suicide by overdosing in the girls' bathroom, but she is saved by Veronica. She tells JD that she will not participate in any more killings and breaks up with him. So JD now Black- like glorifying suicide. Is that what's going on? To make uh, themselves seem better. I like what the students are doing. I'm not sure. Um, because the girl has been bullied. She ties a suicide note to her chest. Was yeah, like it's she's mocked. Yeah, I think. And then the other girl tries it too. I think it's like the only way we can be like popular is if we die. You know what I'm saying? That that seems that's to where, be. How I don't know. The, that's where it seems. Yeah, yeah where it's it from. seems to be how the characters are kind of mentally thinking of it. And I could see how someone who is constantly bullying sees someone else who was popular commit suicide be loved. She might think, okay, well, at least in death, I will be mm-hmm. liked. Maybe I'll at least try this. But I don't think that she was doing it specifically for that. I imagine she was actually at her lowest low. Um, and then with McNamara, it also sounds similar to that, where she's kind of like pushed to the edge to it. Okay. But I don't. I also don't know how. I think how the film shows it. I think that's something you'd have to watch. That's true. That's true. Yeah. To see how they're showing it. Um, JD blackmails Duke into getting the students to sign a. Pet- Oh my god, to sign a petition that unbeknownst to her is intended to act as a mass suicide note. Later, yes. Veronica fakes her suicide to trick JD, who assumes she is dead and reveals his plan to blow up the school during a pep rally. I told you. A school blowing up is not Oh, it was all a suicide. They all decided to blow up the school together. I know. The next day she confronts JD in the boiler room while he is planting dynamite. She shoots him, and his switchblade cuts the wires to the detonator. JD follows Veronica outside with a bomb strapped to his chest, offers a personal eulogy, and detonates the bomb, killing himself. As the students and faculty rush outside to see what had happened, Veronica walks back inside, dirty and disheveled from the explosion. She confronts Duke, takes the red scrunchie, and asserts herself as the new leader. She then invites Martha to spend prom night watching movies together as Duke watches on. I was like, Duke, I thought I got completely confused. Yeah, she's the... was JD for a second. No, 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 no. Heather Duke. Okay. So they all become lesbians in the end. <laughs> that was... We stand our bisexual queen. That was what I got out of this. Aw, Winona Ryder, who was 16 at the time of filming and badly wanted the part, begged Waters to cast her as Veronica, even offering to work for free. Waters at first did not think Ryder was pretty enough. What? And Ryder herself commented that, at the time, I didn't look that different from my character in Beetlejuice. I was very pale. I had blue-black dyed hair. I went to the Macy's at the Beverly Center and had them do a makeover on me. Ryder's agent was so opposed to her pursuing the role that she got down on her hands and knees to beg her not to take it, warning that it would ruin her career. Oh my god. Oh my god. 
Christian Slater said he channeled Jack Nicholson in the film. I could see that. That's not surprising. I saw that definitely in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, he kind of looks like Jack Nicholson. Um, Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of JD. He was rejected because he was considered too nice. (laughs) One of the actresses, one of the Heathers, I think was 23 at the time and lied and said she was in her late teens during the audition. So most of the kids, most of the people playing this were very young. They were actually teenagers. Winona was 16. Heather Graham was 17. 17 year old Shannon Doherty was Heather C. Interesting. Yeah, this is definitely more of a cult classic kind of movie. Um, the name Heather is said 90 times throughout the film. What is? Heather, the name Heather oh, is said 90 times. Gotcha. I really like the soundtrack to the Heather's musical. I think it's really fun and funny and different from other musical songs that I hear. Candy Store was the one that really made me want to listen to it. That is, that's a great one. Um, Dead Girl Walking was playing in my entire head the entire time we've been talking about it. Um, Where's the... My dead gay son, Ram's dad, Kurt's dad, and Warner's. Yeah, that's a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, in the musical, the two dads um, come out as gay and reveal that they've been having a love affair the whole time. Okay, so what what do we think? Um, <clears throat> I think it's terrible that uh, things like suicide and murder and like all this stuff was played for jokes in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's super terrible. Yeah. Um, and it's really only even like recently that that stopped being terrible, which is also terrible. Um, but I think. But I think because of that, it sounds like it kind of has like that satirical edge to it. Yeah. Um, you know, like even now, it doesn't seem like ha ha ha, I think so much. As it's like school and cliques are so crazy, like, you know, and it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think now knowing what it's about, I'm more interested in watching it. Yeah. Um, beep beep. Um, it's interesting because there's technically only, well, there's three suicides, two attempts, mm-hmm. three suicide attempts, and then one actual success. But even though suicide is mentioned a lot as a plot device, 
the people that they framed for having suicide didn't actually kill themselves. They were murdered. But then, yeah, they were murdered, and it was just framed as a suicide, and they received a lot of sympathy after the fact. But then the characters who actually were driven to suicide did not receive that same sympathy, which I feel like is a commentary in and of itself. There, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like even in death, the popular kids are going to be framed differently compared to the. Mm not popular kids or the targets well, the of the McNamara, whatever yeah. her name is. She was the popular Heather and she was also gonna attempt well, suicide. Right, but then the other Heather used her weakness against her, or rather her depression no, yeah, 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 against yeah, yeah. her, which is why she like had this fall from grace and if she actually went through with it, might have like also been painted in like this bad light because the people kind of in charge of this whole bad high school system if we're going with like the popular kids that heather duke would have been like no or found a way to paint herself in the sympathetic light taking more attention from them with the actual victim so Uh yeah i think that brings up an interesting commentary on that i don't know if it waters down the seriousness and severity of suicide or if the way they used it is appropriate or not but it is an interesting narrative contrast and in turn commentary as well you know like yeah the treatment towards all the perceived suicides is not the same. Not everyone is looking at it as like, oh no. And even like, if you actually do survive, you are mocked, which is just going to drive you even more to hurt yourself again. But you shouldn't even get to that point. You know, it's it's like the people get more sympathy when they're dead versus when they're not dead kind of thing, which we see a lot of with like, um, current events and people paying attention to certain things. It's like, why did we have to wait until another mass murder or a huge like genocide or whatever or something or another person being killed by the cops before we like pay attention to this kind of thing, right? Like, why do we have to keep seeing this yeah. over and over? Because then you get desensitized and it's like, why is it only in death that we care? Why can't we care about these people while they're still alive? Um... But it's still, I don't think your comment is invalid either. It's kind of like, these are like questions to kind of think about, right, with this sort of film. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does look fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I love campy 80s movies. Um, I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Teen Witch, can't top that. Top that! <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it, and I just don't. But, like, I would watch it. I would definitely yeah, watch the musical. there's a musical, now I can listen to the soundtrack. Because I do love musicals. Yeah. Your girl loves a musicals. Yeah. Bye, George. I hope you enjoyed your dinner. He just came in quietly, looked at me, and then he started eating his wet food, and now he just left. <laughs> he knows not to uh, like disturb peace. you. 
He was like, you've been sleeping all day. You've been sitting in that bed all day. I'm going to go away. <laughs> Rude, George. Rude. Yeah. I am curious how... Yeah, I'm curious to watch this. I wonder how they're showing all this stuff. Perception and legacy. Dark, cynical, and subversive. There were people who, upon watching it, like Roger Ebert, um, gave it two and a half, uh, two and a half stars out of four. Morbid comedy about peer pressure in high school, about teenage suicide, and about the deadliness of cliques that not only exclude but also maim and kill. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of money, but I think people enjoyed the film and it was kind of like it made its money back in the VHS stuff. As cult classics do. There's a TV series. Really? March 2016, TV Land ordered the series as an anthology dark comedy series set in the present day with a very different Veronica Sawyer dealing with a very different but equally vicious group of Heathers. The series was moved to Paramount in 2017. Selma Blair has a recurring role. Trailer was released August 2017. It was set to premiere March 7th, 2018. But on February 28th, it was delayed in light of the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting. So it is out. There are 10 episodes. I feel like it is really tricky now because we have so many school shootings there is a suicide crisis bullying is very very bad mm. i don't know if a film like that could be made today in the tone it's being made in yeah but then again 13 reasons why was made um <laughs> which gets more and more difficult to defend as each new season comes out. I still don't really think that series should have been made. I know it was based on a book, but I don't know. And then in the second season, they went the route of like, oh no, the school shooter is a misunderstood bullied, sexually abused, whatever, guy. Like, they painted him out to, like, be really, really misunderstood and, like, no one is his friend and that kind of thing, and that's why he just snapped. And mm. that's not the... That's not the case for a lot of what of these school shootings happen. Like, I'm sure those guys are bullied, but I don't think they are as sympathetic as most would have us believe because a lot of them believe in, like, super conservative, alt-right, very violent, very racist and sexist ideals, right? So it's like, yeah. come on, you know? And there are plenty of other kids who face even worse bullying that don't do this. Like, there is a theme when it's white male shooters that are into very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Radical, like, not radical, not fanatic. Um, 
extreme views. And I don't think a TV show on a global streaming service that tries to paint the school shooter as abused and someone that you would be sympathetic towards is a good thing. Yeah, you don't want, like, people to be like, oh, well, I know he shot this goal and that's okay. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or or to just even have that kind of like, oh, he shouldn't have shot the school, but if all these things hadn't happened to him, he wouldn't have done it. Because then you get into victim-blaming the other students of, like, yeah. oh, the other students didn't reach out to him, the other students weren't friends with him, the other students weren't nice to him. It's like, well, it's not the student's job to be nice to every single person and if that one person is actually a not a great kid no one isn't like no one is entitled to be our friend you know Mm -hmm. and i think it pushes the responsibility off of legislation for gun control and off of the adults who should actually be paying attention and taking care of these kids you can't hold minors responsible for other minors when they're all the same age um Yeah, I I just feel like it's another way to distract the issue from what would really solve the problem, which would be gun control legislation. So, not to say that there aren't school shooters or people who have attempted it or thought about it because they were bullied or abused or whatever. I don't want to say, like, those people don't exist, but I think more often than not, it's these are extremist people who are being red-pilled or black-pilled or super sexist and racist and cut off from everyone and that's why you know they're mm-hmm. doing this it's like it's different they there's something about them that is off-putting to other students or i think whatever. also there's that belief right that you're better than everyone else mm-hmm. i think that's also something that is underlying with all these sort of you know, shooters or whatever. Um, right, that's an entitlement, right? Like, why don't you like me when I'm better than you, right? Like, you should like me. Or why don't I have friends when I'm such a great, amazing person, yeah. right? Like, there is definitely, I think, a disconnect for sure. Yeah. Right? Uh, between that, like, I don't know what, the id and the ego, all this, like, whatever. Anyway, I'm not a psychologist yeah but I, I think you're right especially since most of the perpetrators are white men or white teenage no yeah boys. right because if it's like you've been told that you deserve this or this or that or whatever or you think you do because of yeah your sex or your gender or you're the color of your skin right yeah. like especially when you're young like you don't have an adult brain until you're like what 25 yeah <laughs> like and even there are 25-plus-year-old white men shooting up places as well. So. No, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that's not happening yeah. either. Um, yeah. Like, it messes with you when you're given this one message and you feel like your life isn't fit into it. Yeah. Like, get used to it. Yeah. That's how it is. Like, it's just interesting <laughs> when you look at, like, oh, he was bullied or they were bullied. It seems to be that, like, these white male straight students that are bullied to the point of snapping take it out by hurting other people and killing other people whereas all the other students whether they're women or girls or i should say or students of color or you know lgbtq students when they reach the snapping they kill themselves 
So it's no, yeah. like it's harm self, not others. Exactly. Like, it's, a, it's a different. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's. So even if if the bullying is the same in terms of severity, or whatever, to push someone to a breaking point, and there are plenty of white males to students, straight students who also kill themselves as well. Um, but when you look at this, it's like, well, what is the what is the difference here, right? Why is one demographic more likely to do this than this other demographic? So we should definitely put a content warning before this episode as we're talking about a lot of heavy things. Um, heavy handed, for sure. Yeah, heavy yeah, handed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my All impression right. of horror cycle. <laughs> what would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5, because I think everyone in this movie is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am interested that rating might go up if I watch it and genuinely enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would like this movie, so I'm not like... It's like a 3.5 yeah. out of 5. Um, yes. And I just really like their outfits. I just want to say that I love how the Heathers and Veronica are dressed. Like, mm-hmm. I love it. Like... Yeah. I wish I had the confidence to dress like that. And if I lived in the 80s, I would not have had the confidence to dress like that, but I would have also wished that I had the confidence (laughs) to dress like that. So I'm just going to leave that out there. All right. Someone give Monzi some confidence to go dress like that. Someone give me confidence and then give me money and then give me clothes. Um, and then pick out my clothes and just style me. Someone be my stylist. <laughs> I have a lot of big dreams of dressing nice, and then I look terrible. Like, look at this shirt. Like, it's, it's cute. Fading. It's fading. <laughs> Mozzie, you look, your baseline is always going to be cute, and you look fine as your baseline. Thank but you. I don't want to look gotta, cute. You gotta, you gotta, like... I'm tired of looking cute, Karina. I know you're tired of looking cute. I want to look hot. <laughs> it's it's hot girl summer this it's year. It's hot girl summer. I turn off my AC. I'm dying in here, <laughs> and I want to look hot. You just gotta think. You know, actually, mm, you just gotta put on the clothes and not care. That's what I do. You have to you just not. You have to look in the mirror, and you're like, "This is exactly how I would dress my sim." And I'm living my sim fantasy or my animal crossing character. I'm living my best sim life. Yeah, or my animal crossing fantasy. I'm wearing this cute outfit. I'm going to go outside. You just got to like how you look. And if you like how you look, other people will like how you look. No. Yeah. You also have to fake the confidence. That's what I did. I faked it. I faked it till I made it. I'm still faking it. Did you you make it? (laughs) Kareem, did you make it? it? I made it halfway, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I would rate this movie a 3 out of 5. I think that's a standard safe rating. I haven't seen it, but I am interested in watching it. I think it is at least a conversation starter, which is more than most films can say for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, let us know your thoughts, I guess, on Heathers, and if you like it or have seen the musical or whatever. Um, thanks for listening. Monzi, where can they find us? Um, first I want to say rate, comment, 
review. Subscribe. Like. Subscribe. Smash. The follow button. Smash. There's like a YouTuber I follow. It's like, smash the subscribe button. Okay. Yeah, Uh, sure. I totally go on YouTube all the time. Um... (laughs) I was on YouTube earlier today watching the new EXO music video. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can find uh, us on uh, on Twitter at Don't Watch Movies. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Magic Monster. Uh, what about you, Kareen? You can find me at Kareen is Korean on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.